Hello, and welcome back to American Political Paradise. In, the, in this episode of American Political Paradise, I'm going to be talking about, about the about piece of legislation known as House Resolution 5376, or, or also known as Build Back Better Act. Its sponsor was Rep. Representative John A. Yarmouth from Democrat of, from Kentucky, 3rd District of Kentucky, for committee House budget. It's had three committee re- reports, it looks like, according to Congress.gov. Its latest action was the how ha- ha- it was in the House on uh, the latest action the bill says that Congress.gov says it was in it was motion to reconsider later on the table on the 19th of November. There have been three roll call votes on this bill and notes rules committee print 117-18 includes text as reported by House Committee on the budget modifications. I'm going to be I'm going to give you a summary of HR House Resolution 5376 from 117th Congress. And it says there's one summary for HR House Resolution 5376. Shown here. Introduced from the House 9 November uh, it was September 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 twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. This bill provides funding, establishes programs and otherwise otherwise modifies provisions relating to a broad array of areas, including education, labor, childcare, healthcare, taxes, immigration, and the environment. And then it says the the bill is commonly referred to as the Build Back Better Act. For example, the bill provides funding for management of a national forest system, job placement and career services, safe drinking water, energy efficiency, and weather, sa- weather cessation projects, electric vehicles, and zero emission heavy duty vehicles, public health infrastructure and supply chain resiliency. Re- Housing, rent, housing, rental, and homeowner assistant programs, cybersecurity programs, tribal infrastructure. Okay, uh, where were we? Let's see. Cybersecurity, cybersecurity programs, tribal infrastructure, housing, environmental, and health programs. The, the bill office also provides funding for. Wi-Fi prevention, drought relief, conservation efforts, and climate change research. Small business assistance and development, transit services and clean energy projects in low-income communities, and and infrastructure and administration to the Department of the Department of Veterans Affairs. Additionally, according to Congress.gov, the bill establishes programs to provide up to six semesters of free community college, free childcare for children under the age of six, free universal pre preschool services, and health benefits for eligible and individuals who reside in states that have not expanded Medicaid. The bill also includes provisions that a establish a methane fee for certain petroleum and natural gas facilities. 
B, expand Medicaid, Medicare to recover dental, hearing, and vision care. C, provide certain aliens with a path to permanent resident status. Also, those who enter the United States as minors. Provides up to 12 weeks of paid family leave, family, paid family and medical leave. Restructure and increase the tax rates for certain corporations and high-income individuals. Also, individuals with income over 400000 And require the Department of Health and Human Services to negotiate maximum prices for certain brand-name drugs under Medicare. So now I'm going to read you the bill. Read you the bill. The, the, bill, the bill back better at text in the words. And this might be a long episode, so get ready for it. I mean, you're already ready for it, but you know what I mean. So there's only one version of the bill right now. It says, 100 Union Calendar number 94. 117th Congress for a session, House Resolution 5376. To provide report number 117 through 130. Provide for reconciliation pursuant to Title II of Senate Cons- Constitution, I'm guessing, Resolution 14. And the House of Representatives, in the House of Representatives, September 27, 2021, Mr. Yarmouth from the Committee, of, from the Committee on the Budget reported the following bill, which was committed committed to the Committee of the Whole House on the State of the Union in order to be printed. A bill to be provided for reconciliation pursuant to the Title II of S. Dot con dot resolution 14. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled. And then it's just going to go through. So... And then it's going to go through all the so, so, so title one is agriculture, agriculture, and then it talks about definition, forestry, and then it goes through actual like, and then for example, for section of forestry goes to national forest system restoration and forest reduction projects. Let's see, where is it? Where's some good some? Subjects. Uh, members limitation versus rural development and energy for, for agriculture. Rural energy for America program. Biofuel infrastructure and agriculture project mar- market expansion. And then. Let's see. There's research in urban agriculture, the permanent agri- agri- agriculture research funding. And then, Tire 2 of this bill says Committee on Education and Labor, Elementary and Secondary Program, Rebuild America Schools Grant Program. And it says A, Section. 2001 or whatever 
we build America's schools grant program. In A, in general, in addition to amounts otherwise available, there is appropriated to the Department of Education. For fiscal year 2022, out of any money in the Treasury not otherwise appropriated, 1,000, wait, maybe it's 1 million, 1.270,000 to remain available until September 30th, 2025, 2025, for current out of the section. And for each of fiscal years 2023 through 2024, out of any money in the Treasury not otherwise appropriated. 39,643,650,000, no, I don't know, to remain available until September 30th, 2026. We cannot And then we build America schools grants authorized from funds provided under paragraphs one and two. Of subsection A, the Secretary shall award grants in fiscal years 2022 through 2024 to states arts educational edu- agencies in course of subsection C. Okay, so I might have talked first about infrastructure when, when I was when I was explaining and going through a text of the infrastructure bill, but the this uh, this bill would build back better at also as a Bureau of Indian Education. Says so here on the bill text, section two zero 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 four. In addition to amounts otherwise unavailable, there's appropriate to the there's appropriate to the Bureau of Indian Education for fiscal year twenty twenty two out of any money but treasury not otherwise appropriated one three hundred sixty nine thousand eight hundred ten thousand hundred dollars to remain available until September 30th, 2026 for necessary expenses related to construction, repair, repair, improvement, and maintenance of buildings, utilities, and otherwise other facilities necessary for operation of Indian education programs, including architecture and engineering services by contract, acquisition, of lands and, and interest in lands of which no more than 30% shall be used for administrative cost care of this section. And then there's a section for Gallaud University. It says, in addition to amounts otherwise there's appropriated to the Department of Education for fiscal year 2022 out of any money in the treasury not appropriated not otherwise appropriated, one hundred fifty thousand dollars to remain available until September thirtieth, two hundred twenty thousand, two thousand and twenty and twenty six for the Kendall Demonstration Elementary School and the Model Secondary School for the Deaf at Gallaudet University for construction as defined in and as defined in section twenty. 21, no, not 21, two, 201 of, of the Education of the Deaf Act of 1986. Which, I mean, to be honest, that's a good part of the bill, I would admit, because 
I mean, I didn't think about like how we need funding for for uh for schools that help out with for the deaf for people that are deaf and that need to be supported through, for the education and all that. So it's a good thing that for appropriate for putting money for this. So it's a good thing because if you don't think about it, like there's there's a lot I don't know how many deaf people out in the in world but in or in or America. But I'm pretty sure there's a good amount of them and you don't you don't need to lapse. There doesn't need to be no funding. There should be always be funding for the, the deaf. Because we need support for deaf, because they need uh, their own ways of living in in means, and because if we can't communicate with them, how are they supposed to communicate with us? Nothing. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this, so part two about higher education, so subpart A, Mayo's College Promise. Grants for tuition-free community college. And then it talks about grants for tuition-free community college. In general, begin with all year 2023 through 2024. From amounts appropriate to carry out risk support for any fiscal year, the Secretary shall award grants to states in algebra tribal colleges and universities to pay for federal share of expenditures needed to carry out the activities and services described in section 789. Uh, okay, and then it says in general, one, it says in general, a amount subject to paragraph two. For, uh, let me see. The amount of the federal share of a grant under the subpart should be pay, should be based on a formula that provides for each eligible student enrolled in a community college operated or controlled by the state or an eligible tribal college or university. A per student amount based on the full-time equivalent enrollment that is equal to the applicable percent described in subparagraph 2 or the percent described in paragraph to with respect to el- an eligible tribal college or university. And then it says, and then it continues on, we're saying, for the 2023 to 2024 award year, the median investment community college tuition and fees per student in all states not weighted for enrollment for the most recent award year for which the data are available. And, for, and then it continues on to say, for each subsequent year award year, amount determined under per, under under this paragraph for preceding award year increased by the lesser of. And they continues to say like how much and everything related to it. Goes on to say talk about that and then let's see. Okay, and it says applications. In order to receive a grant under this report subpart, a state or eligible Tribal College and University shall submit an application to a secretary that includes one, uh, one an estimate of n- number of eligible students enrolled in the community college colleges operated or controlled by the state or an eligible tribal college or university and 
and the cost of waiving tuition and fees for all eligible students for each award year covered by the grant. Two, in case of a state, a list of each of the community colleges operated or controlled by the state. Three, an, an assurance that each community college operated or controlled by the state or the eligible tribal college and university as applicable will set community college tuition and fees for eligible students to zero as required by Section 788A. So this section, I will continue on with, uh, with, okay, so I'll continue and then I'll go back to that part. Number four, a description of how the state or eligible tribal college or university would ensure that programs leading to recognized post-secondary credential met, meet the quality, quality, quality criteria established by the state under Section 112, 122.0. B1 of the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, United States Code 3152, B1A, or other quality criteria determined appropriate by state or eligible tribal community college or university. Five, an assurance that each community college operated or controlled by state or the eligible tribal college or university as applicable has entered into program participant agreement participation agreement under section 487. And then number six, an assurance that state or eligible tribal college or university will assist eligible students in obtaining information about in assessing means tested federal uh, federal federal benefit programs and stim- similar state, tribal, and local benefits benefit programs that can provide financial assistance for any component of the student's cost of attendance as defined under section 472 and other than tuition fees. And number seven, an assurance that for each year of a grant, a state eligible tribal college or university will notify each eligible student of students' main eligibility for assistance and other support. And number, nine, number eight, it says if an application is submitted by a state, a, an assurance that state will meet the requirements of subsection of section 788B1 relating to the alignment of, sex, of secondary and post-secondary education. And B, an assurance that state will meet the requirements of section 788B2 relating to the improvement of transfer paths between institutions of higher education. And n- number nine, an assurance that the state or eligible Tribal college or, unif- or university will clearly pr- communicate to prospect prospective students, including students with prior college experience who have not completed a post-secondary cr- degree or con- credential, their families and the general public. And then, so, and then nine goes on to a plans to implement the program funded under this support subpart, and b how eligible students can attend a community college operated controlled by the state or at eligible tribal college or university without paying tuition fees. So I'm going to go back to number nine of applications. No, number, I think it's, no, number three of applications, section 787. It says, in number three of, in order to receive a grant under the subpart, a state or tribal education, 
Tribal College or University shall submit an application to a secretary that includes number three, an, an insurance that each community college operator controlled by the state or the tribe eligible tribal college or university as applicant will set community college tuition and fees for eligible students to zero as required by section 788. Now that is where I would cross lines with politicians. I'm no politician expert or politician at all, but that's why I would say what is going on. Because they, that is the part that I would question only because it's making tuition free for community college students. Which, I mean, it, to, to some people it might make sense, but for people like me, it's, I mean, you should have to pay for community college, but maybe there should be better ways to pay for community college. Almost like how you pay through in, like for insurance or for medic for healthcare uh, services or or maybe for how you pay for therapy or other stuff in life. Now I'm not saying in tuition community college can't be free, but I'm saying there's good arguments for it and against it. And I feel like for community college there has to be a better way to pay for community college. Other than like out of your paycheck or like for for people that may need assistance paying for it, because for people who can afford it, that's great. They can afford it, but what about people like there needs to be a way for that that the government can help out for community colleges and the universities and call in any state at any given time. Now I just don't see how this bill would do it yet. So that's what I'm stuck at right now. It's because how do you how do you fund how do you allow community colleges to to go bank I don't know maybe go bankrupt but not necessarily go bankrupt and how are you gonna fund it is my question because I mean I guess you have to ha they have to be eligible students. So what if you just allow rich pe rich students pe students that are rich to just Go to college for free. You have to have you have to have some system in there, in this bill that would allow for them to create a maybe you have to create a another department that would be of a federal government that would just be for like for help for making sure students can get assistance for paying for paying for college when they need it. So that's what I'm, my opinion is about that. So let's go on to other parts of this bill. Looking at it right now. And then it goes on to talk about the definition of college or career pathway. So I'm going to get into that in the next part of this episode. Okay, so as we're going through a bill back but I'm at I'm my text of a bill right now. I'm going through the definition of what a career pathway is. It says in the sub the bill says in the section seven ninety one definitions. In the subpart, the one career pathway, the term career pathway has meaning given in terms of section three of the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. And it says number two, call community college. The term community community college means a a degree granting granting public institution of higher education at which, and it says, 
the highest degree awarded as an associate's degree or an associate's degree is the predominant degree awarded. And it says B, an eligible tribunal, tribunal, tribal college or university. C, a degree-granting branch campus of a four-year public institution or of higher education. If at such branch campus, I, the highest degree awarded is an associate's degree, or two, an associate's degree is the predominant degree, degree awarded. Or D, at the destination of secretary in any... In the case of a state that does not operate or control any institution that meets the definition under subparagraph A or C, a college or similarly defined structured academic entity that was in existence on July 1st, 2021, within a four-year public institution of higher education and in which the highest degree awarded is an associate, associate, associate degree or an associate associate degree is predominant degree awarded. And then it says number three, dual or concurrent enrollment program. For term dual or concurrent enrollment program has meaning given to the term in section 8101 of elementary and secondary education act of 1965. And then four, early college High school. The term early college high school has a mean given for term in the same act. And then five, eligible student. The term eligible student means a student who is enrolled as an undergraduate stu- student in an eligible program at a community college on not less than half a half time basis. B, in the case of a student who is enrolled in a community college that d- charges different tuition rates on the basis of in-state or in-district residency. Then goes on to talk about all the other parts of, like, definition of a career pathway and all it. Okay, so it's a section of this bill about re-entry employment opportunities. In addition to otherwise, amounts otherwise made available, this appropriate to the Department of Labor for fiscal year 2022 out of any money in the Treasury not otherwise appropriate and it gives an amount to me an amount of money I still cannot fully say or be able to, honest, be able to say out, out loud much. Uh, it's 3,600 million maybe to remain available until no, September 30th, 2026 Set that no amounts may be expanded after September 30th, 2031, to carry out ex offender activities under such authority of Section 169 of the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act. Not less than 25% of such funds shall be for competitive grants for, um, to national and regional intermediaries. For activities that prepare for employment of young adults with criminal records, records young adults who have been justice system involved, or young adults who have dropped out of school or other educational programs, with priority for projects serving high high crime pro, high, high poverty areas. 
And then goes on to talk about registered apprenticeships, youth apprenticeships, and pre-apprenticeships. Goes on to talk about other sections. Ooh, job corps. In addition to other amounts, and in addition to amounts otherwise made available, there's appropriated to the Department of Labor for fiscal year 2022 out of any amounts of maturity not otherwise appropriated. One thousand, I think it's $1.5 million to remain available until September 30th, 2026, except that no amounts may be expanded until after, until after September 30th, 2031. 2031 for a job corps program authorized under section 143 of workforce innovation and opportunity act including unproven proven and expanding access to allowances and supports described in section 153 of 150 of such act except that for purposes of a section outline areas and as defined shall be considered eligible Eligible to receive funds under the section. Of course, of no, not of course, of such funds, no less than 750000 should be received for construction, rehabilitation, and acquisition of job corps centers. They talk about migrant and seasonal farm programs, youth build program, senior community service employment program. Adult li- education literacy, which is interesting if you think about that, with all the racial elements with our with United States history of of not allowing black blacks, African Americans, Negro I don't want to say Negroes, but people of that are colored, Hispanics, Latinos, and Asians, and all and all them uh, people that are non-white. Uh, non-whites. Uh, think about how we uh, we as a country have not allowed them to to uh, back in the early days of our like back in the Civil War and from the founding of our country, we for a long time we didn't allow them to to like to vote and and because of, we had in order for them to vote, we had they had to pass a literacy test. But now these days, it's make. Uh, for the most part, as far as I'm aware of, they're still we're still trying to uh, allow adults that like non-whites and or African Americans, Hispanics, Latinos, maybe even Puerto Ricans. I don't know people from outside U.S. or people that are colored. I guess it's a better way to say it, maybe or people that are non-whites, people that are not white. Uh, white race or ethnicity then should and always be the main priority besides us white Americans they should be the main priority for education because they're the underserved they're the under dogs they're always the ones that need to be served more than us for the minor for majority uh, race and then career and technical education which means you know all the Programs like nursing and welding and uh, and like manufacturing robotics, all the programs that you can think of, all the careers, and that is an important part of 
but I think that should be another. I don't think this should be included in this bill because I think career and technical edu education and all the subparts of this bill that talk about education need to be included in in a separate bill and not in a bill that, that provides funding for a lot of different elements of our society. But that's just me. And there's a corporation, there's a, there's a part five workforce development and programs that support communities and the environment. So there's a corporation for national and community service, which I guess I'm not really sure what I mean, but I guess it's just a phone, it, section 30 says volunteers and service to America program. Uh, let's see. Talks about for carrying out for volunteers and service to America feaster program for carrying out purposes described in section 101 of the Domestic Volunteer Service Act of 1973. Um, uh, let me see, what else is in here? It talks about Department of Labor and how they, they should fund, they should be funded for youth program, youth build program, job corps program, uh, apprenticeship programs, ex-offender activities, paid youth employment activities, use of funds, project operations and management plan, and then there's a Department of Labor Inspector General Funding. Because for every department that the federal government has, you always need a, an Inspector General who makes sure the funding is being appropriated and used to right, for right purpose and all the activities within that department are used, it's from, from what I understand of government. And then, this is a tricky part of a bill that many people might be saying, why do we need this? Why is this part in here? Talks about section 23001, birth of five, five child care and early development uh, and early learning entitlement. It's a, it's a, a short title, this section may be cited with birth through five child care and early, early learning entitlement act. Talks about definition, algebra activity, the definition of full-time or part-time activity, funding for, it talks about secondary education, health treatment, activities to provide, prevent child abuse or ne and neglect or family violence prevention or intervention activities. Talks about employment, there's a section all about employment, and training activities under the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act, all about taking leave leave of absence from under, under the Family and Medical Leave Act of 1993. What does eligible child mean for a for a child care and all it? And for and like for uh, I think it's pre-K and everything that they want to fund and they want to put out as a national program for U.S. United States. And then they talk about disabilities and how how that might affect a child's education. If a five year if a if a baby to five years old. Then how you apply for it and everything. So I'm still looking. You know for it's a preschool I'm all about the education, but I'm not sure how preschool, like, it talks about, so, I'm not sure how, I'm just not sure as a, 
as a person in the in the in as a person in, in the society and as my experience in life but my understanding of, of life I'm not sure about how you fund how you would go about funding pre-k preschool and even but I think it should be appropriate by the government it should be funded by the government but the government should have no involvement in it I think it should be but I think for states sure should have the authority to to fund their own programs and and authorize what their what the it, certain terms mean and how how universal preschool should be should go to uh should be like and what how it is and how they fund it and everything going like that and so I think that's interesting but we shall see what happens with that. Let's see. Yeah, this bill is pretty long. Then there's direct certification for children receiving Medicaid benefits. Summer electronic benef benefits transfer for children program. I guess it's for purpose of providing nutrition assistance through electronic benefits transfer during the summer months for eligible children to ensure Continue, continue, continue access to food when school is not session for summer. Which I think that is important because when schools, when kids that are going to schools do not have enough uh, pool or they just don't have resources to groceries because maybe they're maybe for underfunded or maybe they're in a poor community. Maybe I think it's important to to uh, really think about like how they will get benefits through for through the school or through like uh, food banks or something because they need to be able to live as humans we need to be able to be fed and we need to be ta be taken care of so that's an important part of the of education I think uh, talks about school kitchen equipment grants which I'm not sure what that is. Pregnancy Assistance Fund says so Section 10214 of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act is amended by striking the period and searching and 25 million or that or billion for each of the fiscal years 2022 through 2024 to remain available. Okay, so it's not that much in that section. Technical Assistance Center for Supporting Drug Care and Caregiving. I mean, this is interesting because I think it's talk. I think it's talking about uh, like healthcare and caregiving, like for old people, for older people, and for seniors, because seniors and elderly need that care that they most they, that they don't see all the time. And I'm not just saying old people, old people, old people, but I'm saying seniors need. In our country, need that care that they that they sometimes don't don't see that they need, and this is important because we have a workforce that is only for like to provide health care and health care services for the people that need it, and sometimes that's that's supporting drug care and care again. Uh, clean health heavy duty vehicles. Talks about greenhouse 
Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, Collaborative Community Wildfire Air Grants, Grants to Reduce Waste in Communities. I always say, I've seen in life, you, you, I'm not sure if, if all my listeners might he, understand this, but and sometimes you might go by roads that are funded or are funded or that are kept up that are kept up by certain individuals or certain businesses or certain governments or certain people. I think that's a smart way to do to keep a road safe and have a, say, but our roads cleaned up, like on the side of a road cleaned up, so so we have safe roads and we don't have like dirty roads and that you can't drive on, especially during winter times if you're living in in part of the US that the uh that we need like that uh has a dirt uh, very nasty winter or anything like that. But I do agree with like how we need uh we need infrastructure for organ organics recycling reuse. Environmental and climate justice block grants. Drinking water. Which drinking water as I talked about as I talked about in the Flint, Michigan, what happened in the Flint, Michigan water crisis episode of my podcast, which in case you didn't hear that, you should definitely check it out. But anyway, I think it for min, minorities the minority communities of our that are underserved in our not in I mean, United States of America, if we need the drinking water to be safe, and they don't need, they need a, they need the water water pipes to be safe and and clean and running smoothly. Because if they don't, we're gonna have something like Flint, Michigan water crisis happen again. And I want to say it, but but government can screw you over at times, especially with your drinking water or the or sewer. Or any like parts or recreation, like leisure activities, or now it's, I mean, because of COVID, what you screwed with, with going out anywhere these days, but that's not relevant. So I think it's important to have, I do think it's important to have lead service line replacement and a prohibition on partial line replacement. No FUDs, no FUD funds. Made available under the section may be used for partial replacement of lead service lines. Community water system risk and resilience. Grants for state programs. Assistance for colonials. So this is interesting section. And then grants to use to reduce lead and drink and school drinking water. Which I think is important because if you don't have school if you if your schools have lead have uh have lead in them that is not safe for drink for schools to drink for not schools but for for kids to drink out of at their school. Because we need to be hydrated, or we need to be to function as a as a human. And like I think it's seventy to seventy five percent of our body is water. So if you think about that, then then you just have to be able to. We have to be able to function as a society. For that, we have to have clean water in society. No matter where you live in the United States or the world, you need water. And you need clean and safe water. Uh, I'm not going to go into all this, Bill, but I'm... So it's funny for water systems program. There's a whole subtitle of the bill about, about energy. 
Then missions, vehicle infrastructure build out, electric vehicles, what it means, and electric vehicle supply equipment rebate program. And there's a lot of exceptions of this bill. So that is all I'm going to go through for today about the Build Back Better Act. And if you listen to my previous episode, my previous episode about how Joe Manchin just blew up, just torpedoed Joe Biden's presidential agenda, then you might have understand what's in it. But uh, there's a lot of and there's, there's a lot of energy policy and there's a lot of education policy and then there's some there's some uh, other parts of this bill that are interesting like infrastructure which we already passed and gone to law. So I'm not sure why they have that again, but. And so, National Forest System, Job and Placement Career Services, which I agree with, but they need to put it in a separate, different bill that is mainly for education purpose. See, I differ with with a part of the with parts of this Build Back Better Act that establishes programs to provide free community college, free childcare for children under age of six free universal preschool services, and health benefits for eligible residents and residents or individuals who reside in states have not expanded Medicaid. That part, that, those four set, those four parts of the bill, or those parts that, those set, those parts of the bill that I just don't agree with entirely. And it's not like you can't agree with it, but there's 50, there's, you know, you can always negotiate with them, with, with Democrats and with other, with other uh, members of Congress and with other politicians these days. That's what I think they were trying to do, and I hope they try to keep doing that in the Senate right now. But I just don't see it happen much. And, I mean, I, I actually support 12 weeks of paid and fam- family and medical leave, especially during COVID. We need it for people that are sick and Dying of COVID or even anybody that tests positive for COVID, we need like two weeks, maybe even close to four weeks of, of paid COVID leave or something. It's what if you get a severe case and you're vaccinated or you're unvaccinated because you chose not to get vaccinated, which is, I'm, I'm not going to say it's anybody's fault because it's your choice whether to get vaccinated or not. But that's irrelevant a little bit. And then the immigration part, I think, should be included in a different bill, just like the education aspects. So, so, uh, so that is the Build Back Better Act, and it's it's a key piece of legislation that that is a crucial element to Joe Biden getting his agenda passed through Congress and it made into law. Because if he doesn't get the bill. Bit of a piece of legislation uh, made into law and passed by Congress, then he's screwed, I feel like, for his presidency. That's just my mind. That's what other people might be saying, but that's just my, how I would say it. And you can find this on congress.gov and under the, the what, legislation, and then on after you go home to congress.gov, then you go to legislation, and then 117th Congress. And you find House of Us HR 5376. So that's 
I mean, I wasn't planning on going for the whole, the whole bill. Texas bills Congress Congress consider are very long, and there's such there's some stuff in the bill that you might not understand because it goes to reference. There's a lot of references to old bills that they passed years and years and years ago. So, but Congress.gov is, is an excellent source for for looking legislation that United States Congress look is considering though. So with that I'll end today's episode of American Political Paradise. And as always, if you can if you can rate my po- this podcast on Spotify or anywhere you 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 find this podcast, that'd be great. Feel free to until then Keep up with the new. Keep up with the political news if you if you feel to if you feel need to, and remember, politics is always is always the most is always the biggest and most craziest news stories out there. Politics is crazy these days, but it's always been that way. And since our founding fathers, we all most I mean politics politicians have always led us to be interested in our society. So that's just how I put it. So until next time, see you. Uh we're you know podcast podcast to listen podcasters to listeners. So till then, bye and have a great day.